Welcome to my podcast. Today, I will be talking about Three Day Road by Joseph Boyden. Specifically, I will be focusing on Elijah's story. His journey is one of the most intriguing but depressing. Although, later in the book, he does horrible, cruel things, I think it can still help us to look at him from an empathetic perspective. I'm not trying to defend his actions, but that is something I will cover later. Three Day Road follows Xavier and Niska. These are the two characters that we see the perspectives of. I will read the description of the book from Goodreads. It is 1919, and Niska, the last Ojikri woman to live off the land, has received word that one of the two boys she saw off to the Great War has returned. Xavier Bird, her sole living relation, is gravely wounded and addicted to morphine. As Niska slowly paddles her canoe on the three-day journey to bring Xavier home, traveling through the stark but stunning landscape of Northern Ontario, their respective stories emerge. Stories of Niska's life among her kin and of Xavier's horrifying experiences in the killing fields of Ypres and the Somme. Throughout the story, we get many flashbacks from both Niska and Xavier. Niska talks often about her childhood and past to comfort Xavier. She talks about the residential school, her romance, and her family's reputation as Wendigo killers. Xavier's flashbacks consist of the months of his life while living in the trenches, scouting, killing, and struggling to get by. Elijah is a prominent figure in these flashbacks. He is Xavier's best friend. He was rescued from a residential school by Niska. A big theme in the story is the way that Elijah and Xavier slowly drift apart as they start to figure out their own opinions about what they have gone through. The book has a 4.3 out of 5 on Goodreads and a 4.5 out of 5 on Amazon. Although I'm not going to talk about my opinion on the book much, I think it was okay. I think I'd rate it a bit less than others have. It got kind of repetitive and boring at some points. As said by Claire on Goodreads, this book was similar to how one would read a textbook. Interesting information that will ultimately help you on exams, but dreadfully boring to read. I do feel like this review is a little overly critical, but it often gets difficult to pay attention. Also, there are many unnecessarily detailed sexual scenes. It just ends up uncomfortable and doesn't really add anything to the story. Another negative thing that I noticed is a lot of stereotypes surrounding Niska. I do have to say though that the research done for the setting and characters was very realistic when it came to World War I. That was one of my favorite parts. Another thing I will mention before getting further into the book is the controversy that the author has been a part of. Joseph Boyden has claimed indigenous heritage from both his mother and father. This is a claim that has been criticized and questioned. In an article by Canada Land, the author found that one of the relatives Boyden had claimed was indigenous had actually admitted to faking his identity. This man appropriated multiple indigenous cultures, and this is someone who Boyden said he was inspired by. Robert Yego, the author of this article, also talks about how research conducted on Boyden's family tree provided no proof of the ancestry that he claims. I feel like something like this is important to know before reading a book, especially because of how important it is to the topics of the story. Now, onto the analysis.
One of the biggest things you notice about Elijah is his attempts at being perceived as white as possible for an indigenous man. This started when he was a child. He had grown up in a residential school with the nuns from a very young age. As said by Xavier, he learned English very quickly and well. He was able to charm the nuns because of how well he fit into the mold forced onto indigenous children in these schools. He never really knew anything else. When this is forced on you at such a young age, it's something you internalize and hold on to forever. I think this is where everything started. You can see the same thing in anecdotes from real survivors and kids of survivors. They keep those teachings forever. In a quote by 65-year-old John Jones, a residential school survivor, he says that, To this day, I can't speak our traditional language, and I think it's because of watching my friends get strapped for speaking their language. It is difficult to start healing if you can't imagine anything different. But all these horrible things were intentional. Many white people praised the assimilation of adult indigenous people, like in the famous speech by R.H. Pratt, in which he states his desire to kill the Indian in them and save the man. But the advocates for residential schools know that the only way to sink it deep enough is to target children. Elijah later talks with an English accent to seem more civilized and appealing to the white soldiers around him. This comes from all the racism and pressure surrounding him. He feels like he needs to speak like this to get people to actually listen to him. When he later falls into a morphine addiction, he forgets to put on this accent. As Elijah grows older, he feeds the need in him to please the white people around. One of the most extreme ways he does this is by going to war and risking his life. He was never drafted and forced to travel to Europe. He wanted to. This could be because of the romanticization of war that comes from the white settlers. This is something more extreme in the United States, but is definitely still true in Canada. He expresses how enthusiastic he is when he complains about Xavier taking too long to leave the wilderness. He was scared that they would be too late and the war would be over by the time they got there. After living in the trenches for months and learning to kill, he ends up enjoying it. This reminds me of stereotypes of indigenous people, usually men, being super violent and bloodthirsty and killing anyone from other groups without remorse. But Elijah only becomes violent because of a war started by white people and fought mostly by white people. Elijah also ends up taking the scalps of opposing soldiers as trophies. If you have seen any older media about indigenous people, you have definitely seen the stereotype of indigenous people cutting off the scalps of those they kill. Even though most would think of this as indigenous, the only reason that Elijah started doing this was because French soldiers told him to do it. It was only because of white people. Elijah is later criticized for keeping these scalps by someone who claims that he is doing this, quote, like your heathen ancestors, end quote, even though he is only doing this because of white people. As I mentioned before, Elijah eventually becomes addicted to morphine. Addiction is a stereotype commonly associated with indigenous people. It is meant to discredit them or make it seem like they need to be controlled, or else they would be wild, 
violent, self-indulgent, and sinful. In reality, many indigenous people become addicted to alcohol or other substances because of white people. It can make it easier to cope with the racism, self-hatred, abuse, and death surrounding indigenous people caused by white settlers. Similarly, Elijah's drug abuse starts because of a white person, despite these stereotypes. Gray Eyes, a fellow soldier in the same group as Xavier and Elijah, was addicted to morphine. He continually tried to get Elijah to try it and then kept providing morphine once he was addicted. Elijah's tendency to try to appeal to the white people around him had led to him falling into this stereotype. He was so desperate to seem good enough to these people. Something I've realized while writing my script for this podcast is how I really hope that all of this is intentional. If all of these stereotypical behaviors I assume are intentional are actually just stereotypes, then it removes the meaning and deepness I thought was given to Elijah by the author. I really hope that all of this was on purpose. To be fair though, this could fall into the reader response literary theory. With that theory, the meaning you find in a work is just as important as what the author intended. Maybe I'll get extra marks for doing all this extra work. Wink, wink. The way that Elijah's wants and actions juxtapose each other show the expectations of white people. Also, some stereotypes like addictions or violence benefit white people by pushing the narrative that indigenous people are wrong or that they need to be controlled. They want indigenous people to act in the exact way that they need, but it's never truly enough. Sources used for this podcast are Three Day Road, Canada Land, Goodreads, the Carlisle Indian School Digital Resource Center, Penguin Random House, and WBUR. You can find the links below.